Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of Thriving While Golden. By way of introduction, this is Dr. Eno Nsimo Obad, popularly known as Dr. Eno, and I am your host for this show, which is designed for that woman over 50 who is seeking to thrive into her golden years. This podcast provides not only health and wellness tips, but also tips on lifestyle and how to enhance your overall well-being. So welcome to this podcast. If you have not already, I encourage you to go right back to the beginning of this podcast series. We started a couple of episodes ago. This is actually just episode number nine, so you can still play catch up. But why I think that is really important is that you kind of get to know me, my background history, and why I am passionate about bringing this information to you in a laid back, casual, but kind of serious manner so that, you know, it's not all serious, you know, the doctors telling you what to do kind of thing, but really a kind of girlfriend talking to girlfriend kind of manner where you get to catch some pearls and tips. Because of that, the podcast is designed to last no more than 20 minutes. Now, I had mentioned in some earlier episodes that come February or March, I'll be bringing on some other women who I feel I need to showcase to just show you that ordinary, everyday women are kicking ass and thriving into their golden years. So we will be showcasing several over the next several episodes, starting again late February, early March, Maybe once or twice a month, we'll be having a showcase of women who I feel who I feel you need to hear from. However, these early episodes are really designed to kind of give you a background background information about myself, my philosophy, my practice philosophy, and also my my beliefs about wellness as a whole. So that if you're kind of wondering whether you want to work with me, whether you want to get to know me more, you can go ahead and do so through the podcast. You can also go to my website, which is www.drno.com, and that is spelled D-O-C-T-O-R-E-N-O.com. Learn more about me, learn more about my programs, and also click on my blog, which is entitled womenlivingwithdiabetes.com. Well, today's episode is titled why I think diet is a dirty word. Why I think the word diet is a dirty word. So let's just dive straight into that. As you may imagine, it's the beginning of the year, New Year, yay. And so combined with New Year resolutions, a lot of people are going on to different diets. The word diet, dirty word. And so why do I think that we should replace diet with something more empowering. First of all, sit back and think about when you say the word or the the word diet, what are you really thinking of? You're thinking about something that most people are thinking about, something that they need to institute for a set period of time. So say they want to lose weight. They have a weight loss diet for a set period of time. What I'm inviting us to look at is to look at 
not just a set period of time, but incorporating this as a healthy lifestyle. So I would like to propose that rather than using the word diet moving forward, which again tends to be put people in this in the framework of I'm going to be on this for X period of time, let's look at the word food plan. Now, I want to emphasize the word food here, and then also introduce you to a concept that you probably may not have heard about, especially if you have not worked with a functional health practitioner before or an integrative health practitioner, the word functional nutrition. So let's just dive straight into what functional nutrition is and why food becomes the common denominator and how thinking about food through a different lens may actually help, you know, promote that lifestyle, healthy lifestyle I'm talking about without necessarily looking at being on a diet. So what is functional nutrition? I'd like to define that. So it's using food. Functional nutrition is using food to maximize the potential health, your potential health benefits. And also, if you are one of the 40% of Americans living with a chronic illness, it can also help reverse disease or dysfunction. So in other words, you may have heard me speak about food being medicine. Functional nutrition is not necessarily just looking at a diet that applies to all of us, but it is individualizing food choices and food plans for our individual needs. So just thinking about that gets me really excited because rather than focusing on the ketogenic diet or the 30-day diet or whatever other diets out there, you're looking at incorporating food to help improve your overall health and well-being and if possible, reverse chronic disease. And you may have heard me say, if you've, if you've listened to any of my um, presentations on type 2 diabetes, for instance, one of the things I just, I'm about to release is type 2 diabetes, understanding the myths and facts. And one of the questions that is asked commonly is, is it possible to reverse chronic the diabetes, chronic diabetes mellitus, type 2 diabetes mellitus? And the answer is yes. And this is one of the common denominators being used in food as medicine. So let's let's think about food. Let's really focus on what food really was meant to be, right? So way back in the prehistoric times when we hunted for our food, we derived food from the earth in a natural state, not in this processed state that we're dealing with right now where our food may be farmed hundreds of miles away and has to be preserved in order to reach our tables in a relatively stable state, so to speak now. So the food supply has changed, and combined with the food supply, the nature of how food has also changed. So one of the things that food actually does to us, and when, when I talk about food, I talk about food in its natural state, is that it provides information to ourselves. 
information to ourselves in terms of cell signaling, in terms of optimizing mitochondrial and cell function, and not just energy. So a lot of times when we think about food, especially when it comes to diets, what we're focusing on is calories in versus calories out. And food has a whole lot more function than just focusing on the calories. As you may be aware, food contains numerous nutrients. Your proteins, your fats, and your carbohydrates are known as your macronutrients. And it also contains micronutrients, your vitamins and your minerals. And then you have your phytonutrients, which is the 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 um, substances that you derive from plants, plant-based nutrients. All these combine to provide the body with nourishment, to provide to turn on and off important cell signals. In fact, recent research, you may have heard of the term epigenetics, talks about how to switch on and off our genes. And one of the powerful ways we can do this is by understanding the benefits of the foods that we take into our body in the most natural state possible, and also minimizing the toxins such as alcohol and environmental toxins that could wreak damage on our bodies and our cell phones, uh, our cell signals and our mitochondria. So it's very important to know that food actually transmits information between our cells, signaling different cells, turning on different genes and potentially, again, assisting with the reversal of several chronic diseases, not just type 2 diabetes. There's a gamut of disease that can be reversed with the use of food. Now, another important thing that we tend to to forget when we focus on diet is that food also represents connection. In one of the talks that I gave, again, when it comes to, to chronic diseases such as type 2 diabetes, and a question that gets asked is, is it true that because a family member, i.e. a parent or a sibling has type 2 diabetes, that the rest of the family could get it? And the answer is not necessarily just because there may be a genetic tendency, but it is because food is connection. And so the way a particular family prepares and eats foods may point to the disease processes that they get, especially if that food is highly processed as we tend to to ingest in this current 21st century. But food, especially in my culture, now I was raised, born in, in London, but raised in Nigeria, and I have African parentage, and food is considered connection. You sit round the table, and you eat, and you reminisce. So food affirms your cultural bonds and your culture and enhances connection. And this is something that we tend to forget when we just focus on the word diet. Think about this. Nowadays in our rushed society, how many families really sit down and break bread together? So that again is the energy that food can bring to the forefront. And so just breaking it down to a diet just really diminishes the importance of food. So again, in functional nutrition, it's 
a personalized food plan that is designed to help you optimize your overall health and wellness and optimize your wellness goals. And if you are living with a chronic disease, certain foods are introduced and certain foods are taken away, but not in a way that makes you feel deprived, but in a way that actually enhances you and encourages you to embrace this healthy lifestyle. So this is why I do not like the word diet, because diet seems so limiting. When we speak about functional nutrition, we're looking at our eating behaviors. We're thinking about mindful eating. Now, you may have heard about the term mindfulness. Now, bring that into the arena of eating and food and preparation, and just recognize that we tend to live very rushed lifestyles and we're, we're eating on the go or we're, we have very short lunch breaks and we're shoveling down food. And the process of actually ingesting our food and obtaining the nutrients starts right from the mouth. So inviting us to think about food and being mindful about our eating is an invitation to begin to be conscious of what we are taking into our bodies, how we are chewing. Do you know that the more you chew food in your mouth, that's the longer you leave it in your mouth and chew, it helps release the salivary um, juices and also prepares the stomach acid and the stomach enzymes to assist with the digestion of food compared to when you're rushing in a hurry, take a few bites, swallow it down, and you wonder why you end up with indigestion. So embracing a mindfulness to how you are eating, not only how you are eating, but also how you are feeling, how food may make you feel when you eat is very important. And so again, that is another reason why I don't like the term diet. So in addition to changing our eating behaviors, when it comes to functional nutrition, we're not really conscious about our calories, although calories will be important, but it's not at the forefront. We're talking about things that nourish our cells. But another thing is that we are using nutrition now backed by research. And there are certainly food plans that have been developed by the Institute of Functional Medicine and other integrative institutions. Now, I belong to the Institute of Functional Medicine, so I'll speak very comfortably about, comfort, confidently about the fact that we have a toolkit available to work with a wide gamut of individuals with varying health conditions and depending on what their overall goals are. So again, it's personalized. You will sit down with your, with your functional nutrition practitioner and will carry out a detailed analysis of what your goals are, where you have been, what your future goals are, how you interact with food, and come up with a personalized plan that works for you. But one of the important concepts that we really need to focus on when it comes to food, even before you go into food plans, is this. Number one, eat fresh. So that is eating fresh foods, 
less processed foods, eat a variety of colors. You may have heard about eating from the colors of the rainbow, right? So the squashes and the melons and the oranges and the grapes are examples and the dark green vegetables and the light green vegetables and the sweet potatoes, all different colors of the rainbow. So eat color and eat texture, eat texture. So not just the bland processed foods, but eat texture. Eat real food, not too much, and mostly plants is a popular quotation from Michael Pollan, who is a best-selling author of several books. So if there's anything you want to take away from this is eat real food. So that is not highly processed food, contains a variety of colors and varying textures, not too much, not too much. A couple of days ago, I was listening to this gentleman who was um, undergoing physical therapy in the hospital I was working with, and he was talking to the physical therapy tech, and he said, you know, we really don't need to eat until our stomachs are full. And this gentleman had to be in his 80s. And I was just like, that is such a pearl of wisdom. We really don't need to eat until we feel full. That's actually a wrong attitude to food. So eat real food, not too much, mostly plants, and stay hydrated. And that, in summary, is why I feel that the word diet needs to be taken out of our, our, our dictionaries and we need to begin to embrace food as energy, food as connecting signals, food as connection as a whole, food as nourishment, food as being mindful. So until the next episode, think about how you can begin to use food and not a diet. I welcome your questions. I welcome your comments. Please feel free to leave a comment on any podcast, um, any podcast that you are listening to, any podcast platform that you happen to be listening to this, leave us a comment. And if you have any suggestions for upcoming programs that you'd like to hear about, more about, please feel free to send us an email or again, leave, leave it under your comment section. Our email is info at drno.com. That is I-N-F-O at drdoctorenocom Or just stop by our website and leave a comment. And again, you can interact with us on Facebook. Facebook is the my Facebook page is Dr. Eno, D O C T O R E N O. Just look for that on Facebook and you'll find us. And you can also find me on Instagram, Dr. underscore Eno, and also on Twitter, Dr. underscore Eno. Until the next episode, be well. Hello there, and thank you for listening to Thriving Wild Golden. Health-related information provided through this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, and it should not be used to diagnose or treat health problems. Please be sure to consult with your healthcare provider before instituting any changes.